Hi, and welcome to Newscast episode 34. Um, I'm your host for this evening, Neil Ronahan. Um, what date is this for? Saturday something or the Saturday, January 1st, actually, right? Yeah. Ooh, All that's right. right. Yeah. Happy yeah, New Year. It's, uh, the first one of the new year and the first one of us going weekly. And with us right now, we got Andy Gergen. Hey, hey, hey. Nathan Mustafa. Hello. And special guest Carl Castaneda. Hey, guys. How's it going? And right now we are waiting on Zach. So uh, Zachary Miller will be back from uh, his his hiatus of an episode, but we're starting without him because fuck him. Yeah, so, harsh. Right now, uh, what we're gonna do, and the the March two weekly begins um, next week. We'll have something more of a regular episode, but this week we're just doing the second half of the game of the year, and we're gonna start off with Nathan uh, offering a correction because of a game that he got recently that knocks off Cave Story Eyewear. Yeah, I was uh. I was unsure about Cave Story's status because I had yet to get um, both DKCR and Kirby. So um, for Christmas, I got both of them, and I ended up moving DKCR to uh, number three in favor of uh, Cave Story. It's it's awesome. That's right. It is awesome. The controls do Ooh, not yeah. bother me at all. So I, I was I was I surprised. Still- I'm still not sold on the motion controls, but I definitely got used to them. Um, I'm three worlds in right now. I got it right. the other day. Well, not really. I guess technically for Christmas because I got it with Christmas money, but it was post-Christmas. Right. Um, and I, I'm really digging it a lot more than I thought I would. And it's really it has to do with like the level design and like it's I fantastic. just love watching Donkey Kong climb around on uh, the grassy walls I and stuff that. like that. The whole really game plays so smoothly. It, it's really tight and. Y- it's very old school looking and in design, but it, I'm so glad they make new games like this still. I mean, it it's, yeah. it feels better than New Super Mario Brothers. That kind of there wasn't that much heart. It looks better too. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah, it, it really does. But I know it, it felt kind of like they just threw New Super Mario Brothers together, you know, yeah. for the Wii, and, and this is just fantastic. And there, there's a big backlash of people who think that the Donkey Kong Country games suck now. Um, I think those people are crazy. Uh, because I think it's uh, look, Donkey Kong Country Two is one of my favorite games of all time, and what I love about Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. Returns is it totally recaptures that feel. You know, it's that classic Nintendo right. thing of of recapturing the feeling of playing a, a classic game but putting it into a new skin. It's, I feel it's, like I, the, the, the I think it's way version. better than the old ones, but that's more too. because I actually I think it's better don't... as well. It's way better. Yeah, I just like, feel like the the know. character's motion is so it's so fluid. Like it is. Yeah, yeah. That, I guess that's what I was trying to say when when the game was really smooth. It and there's so much visual spectacle to it. There's so much going on in the backgrounds, and the bosses are huge. Or you know, not even the it's bosses. Not, just, it's not not even distracting you know? though. It's not like it's distracting. There's it's so much not going on. It's no, just, it just completes the picture. Yeah, it's very yeah. immersive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love and it. The, I, the the motion controls bothered me for like literally no more than about twenty minutes. And I was, they I bothered was... me for like half of the first world. Yeah, hmm. and then I just kind of got used to it, and I I recognized the shortcomings. There's still times where I'm like, "You fucking monkey! Like, why won't you blow instead of just slap <laughs> the ground?" Which uh, which and I feel like there, I feel like like that would have been better if it was a button, but it's not. It's not like I'm pissed off and I'm gonna go use homebrew to use a class controller yeah. for the game. Mm-hmm. What so uh, I, I kind of like it. I what think maybe are you guys using? I'm using the uh, just Wii remote on NES the side. side. Yeah. yeah, both you guys using NES. Um, yeah, but. I think it's because I'm not too much of a collectibles guy, but I, I never do the blow move anyways, so I just kind of ignore it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it I, I usually me. just forget about it, but I've been right. trying to get all the Kong letters, and 
Actually, I've had a nice run of the past couple levels that I've got done where I've gotten all the puzzle pieces, but it's more like right. I'll just explore, and I like exploring in this game. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I like, I'll say that I'll go back and, like, you know, try to get all the Kong letters and all the puzzle pieces. Yeah. And, I, and I might do the Kong letters just because there seems to be more of a tangible reward for that. But, I mean, I just, I'm having fun exploring. Like, Absolutely. the game Very seems cool. to propel you through quite a few levels. I mean, I, I know you're only in the second world right now, or the third. Third. But it it yeah. definitely, once you hit the fourth fourth world, there are a lot more levels where you cannot explore. It, it's just full tilt, yeah. like the minecart levels and the rocket levels. Sure. Sure. Um, and those get I don't, really not too crazy. Tricky. I only did the one rocket level, but I don't really like the way that controls as much, or at least I, I got used to it a little more by the end of the level, but it yeah. just seems a little like imprecise. So neither of you have gotten to the uh, the factory level then, right? No. No, I've heard that's really awesome. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really liked the the, uh, uh, the rocket level with the bat. I thought that was freaking awesome. Just the way the bat was animated. It looked like a puppet or something. Even even the octopus uh, was that in the second world. It was. A, it's very similar, yeah, to the bat that I'm talking but about. But like how there's that octopus in the background or the one where there's like uh, the, the water keep on keeps on like coming at the screen and you have to dodge mm-hmm. it like oh yeah yeah it's just yeah. intense it, it looks cool it's just a very visually pleasing game and, and it's very and, uh subtle like the jumping you know there there are multiple degrees of jump and i forgot that and yeah. then i had to remember that yeah i had a lot of trouble on the first minecart level exactly with, yeah, yeah you just yeah, have yeah. to lightly that same part right after the checkpoint where you need to do that jump to land on the uh Yes. The one bad guy did. And sure, the, the, yeah, the there, game there is... are the crystals over it, and you forget that you can do the light jump. And yep. yeah, I kept dying. I was like, what the hell is wrong with this game? And sure, the yeah. game is pretty difficult. There's no denying that. But it is. They give you plenty of coins, so you can go stock up on lives whenever you want. So it's yeah. never really that big of a deal, which is kind of nice. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, I'm, a, it's I'm, a really cool game. I'm glad to hear you liked it, it, it dude. It didn't change my top three, but it's definitely, if I were to make a top five or a top ten, it, right. it might show up there. I mean, I was even thinking in my head, like, does this make Mario Galaxy 2 feel a little less fresh to me? You know, and maybe bump that down in my list. Because it it is less original than what DKCR is doing. Even though it is a rehash of yeah. Donkey Kong Country, it just feels, everything about it feels so fresh. <laughs> Dude, it's way fucking better than Donkey it, Kong Country. It's so much I mean, better, yeah. We will, I can I can guarantee that we will be talking about Donkey Kong Country 3 on this show sometime in the next month. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I kind of look forward to that just because I, I honestly don't have the fondest memories of it. And I replayed a lot of Donkey Kong Country 1 over the summer, and I just hated it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see, I, I, guess, oh, God, I guess you're coming from the position that this is good at, at the expense of the other games. I really enjoy the other games. Um, at least one. Like, no, I have like I have okay memories of two, but like I just had such a bad experience replaying one over the summer, where it was just like a lot of the thing, a lot of the way it was designed, it was just mm-hmm. kind of like I was like, really rare? What the fuck? Like it's just a lot of like kind of like oh, fall here to get this bonus. It seems mm-hmm. kind of random and haphazard, but mm-hmm. I know some people. Will, I know people will definitely like you know, fucking uh, martyr me here and be like, <laughs> or not martyr. I mean like burn me in effigy by saying like oh rare made bad but, games but neither or something, of those made but... sense neil by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of feel crucify like me. I crucify me crucify me that's like, what i was trying to say i'm tired damn it i feel very much like retro took what rare was trying to do and they it made put it better more spirit into it than i think than so rare did. yeah that's what the yeah. game feels like it just feels more alive to me than both mario galaxy 2 and the original donkey kong 
country games. I just feel like yeah. this is the game that has the most life in it that I've played for Nintendo in, in, in a long time. Yeah. It, it really yeah. just it makes me love Retro Studios that much more. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it definitely like it doesn't feel like Metroid Prime at all, but it it feels like it's made with that same loving care. And you know, right. a lot of the world designs are very similar to the Metroid Prime games, like the the snaking architecture of stuff. Like, the way they did yeah. all the trees looks a lot like some of the worlds in Prime. And that, <laughs> that's a lot of what I liked about Prime, just, like, looking at the frickin' worlds. So, that's yeah, the only this, thing this like is a treat. Team there. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Words, Carl. What? Did, didn't like oh, I said, to... I, the, yeah, the, looking at the worlds is pretty much the only thing I liked about the Prime games. Yeah. <laughs> Strong words. Yeah. But I'm I'm still, a, I'm I've been meaning to go back guy. and replay 2, just to see if I would like it, because I didn't really like it when it first mm-hmm. came out. My favorite part about Metroid Prime 2 was the fucking multiplayer, and that was more because it's like, this really? is so stupid! Really? Let's play because more of it, guys! that was my least favorite part. I played it for like five <laughs> seconds, and then I never played Metroid Prime 2 again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is shallow, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, but... do we want to start with the list, and uh, yeah, hopefully by yeah, the time let's... we get to the end of our first set of games, Zach will be here to give us his, his so, take. So, Carl, hopefully. kick us off with your... Number three. Number three. And number in three. That, number in three. at number three, we've got... Uh, number my, three. My, fir- my, my first game is going to probably be come across as a little bit of a surprise um, to some people, but uh, i got to say, there are three things that make Art of Balance on WiiWare one of the best things i played this year. Uh, for one thing... It's one, a, it's a, you talked about it on Newscast before. One, <laughs> A, it's on Newscast, which automatically makes it awesome. Two, no, it no, no, a, no. That's not true. That, Dear that Captain. <laughs> know, that case, was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome in its own way. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, one, it's at a really easy price to get into. I mean, what is it? I think it's eight hundred points. So eight bucks, easy, easy to get into right there. Secondly, um, it's a game that you can play for five minutes or two hours. Um, and if you don't know, it's basically um, you know you have to stack up uh, different shaped blocks in a certain either shape or in a certain uh, way that it won't fall over for a certain amount of time. It's sort of like a reverse Jenga, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or instead of yeah. instead of taking things I, off... I played a lot of on. games like this on uh, the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I really love about Art of Balance is that it's a game that is infinitely better for being played on the Wii. Um, I would not even want to come it's close... It's a rare a, thing. I would not want to play this on a regular gamepad, period. It would lose everything that makes it great. Um, is this played with the balance board or just motion controls? Uh, just motion controls on, on the Wii Remote. So um, you couldn't do this with the six axis? Uh, maybe, but it wouldn't feel as good because the the thing about with the Wii Remote is you're holding it in one hand and you're using uh, the A button to kind of press down it. So it almost feels like you're holding it between your thumb and forefinger anyway. And so mm-hmm. it, it has a it has a real like one-to-one... It feels real while you're doing it, and so I wouldn't oh, want to okay. use a regular gamepad. I wouldn't even really want to use it with something like an iPad or an iPhone either because, again, you don't have that tactile feel of holding it between your thumb and forefinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is a game that is truly better for being played on Wii. Oh, and, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's kind of like you use it I had... basically like move the remote around and then you control some sort of object in 3D space in the game world and, and then you try to place things And you're dropping balance. it? Okay. Correct, yeah, yeah, or yeah. dropping See, it? See, I guess I had assumed because it was called Art of Balance you would be doing some sort of tilting motion with the Wii Remote. Yeah, we all um, can't be Tetris Party, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and there, there are like there are like literally dozens of levels that you get so much bang for your buck 
and it's a game that I've just continued to play, even though I thought I'd only play it for like a half an hour just for that, you know, that site feature that we did where, where it was included. Um, I've kept yeah. on playing it throughout the year, which, I mean, just made it really, really fun for me. Nice. Awesome. That, awesome. That's how, much it, how much does this game cost? I believe it's 800 points, but I could be wrong. I'm going to have to pick this up. I would highly yeah, recommend it. It definitely seems really cool. I hope they come out with a demo. Yeah, I, 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 mean, that's, <laughs> I think that would help them a lot. Um, and this game sort of came out of nowhere. No one really talked about it at all, which kind of yeah. sucks. Oh, well, it's from, uh, wait a second. Shinen. Neil, is Fluidity 1200? Yes. Ooh, I'm in business. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's from Shinen Multimedia. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of them. Um, they yeah. also made Jet Rocket, which is supposed sure. to be kind of like a cool 3D platform, 3D like character platformer. It's that a, you it's, only yeah, wear, it's, like, it's a 3D platform. I, I played the demo for 15 minutes or so. It's yeah. It's I have sort a demo of, uh, on my Wii dashboard. I haven't played it yet. It kind of reminded mean, me of something like uh, like Jack and Daxter, kind of. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's I, what it looked like. I, I know a lot of people are going to hear that and think, you know, it's a WiiWare game. It's kind of a throwaway choice, but it really, really impressed me a lot. And I hope people can get get over the fact that it might look a little generic from the outset, because um, I really had a lot of fun with it. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, my number three. Number three. Number three. Coming in at um, number three. It, it, it definitely would be, after getting back into it this past week, it would be Dragon Quest Nine. would be my number three. But we talked Yay. about that before, and I feel like I've <laughs> talked about that on the show a lot. Aww. So instead, I'm going to talk about Bitrip Runner, because while I think Fluidity definitely like could was another consideration for this, and I love Fluidity, Bitrip Runner is just kind of something else. Um, I just really love the way it's... I mean, it's the, the fourth Bitrip game... And it's kind of like a rhythm platformer, I guess. Like think like Vib Ribbon or something like that, if if you're mm-hmm. unaware about it. Um, but it's just the way it can it controls so simply. It's it's one of the only bit trip games that doesn't use anything special about the Wii because you're hitting a button to jump, and then there's like you know you like duck under things or you know put up a shield and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, or or kick you kick through walls as the little commander video right. like eight bit guy. But it's just the way everything is. It's just like it's beautiful because how it all comes together and it's not necessarily that like like it's not like you're playing to the music it's more like you are playing the music as you go through the levels like i mean uh there's another comparable game that i played that's on dsiware called maestro green groove where it's the same kind of thing except for in that one you're playing like i like like how you can just pull that out of your hat by the way neil yeah well (laughs) i've played too many dsiware games man yeah yeah but um, that was a game where like you played like 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 I think like Mozart and shit like that. Yeah. And in this one, you're playing really cool chip tune music. And I mean, I would definitely say that the the third area of this, there's three different worlds with like something like twelve levels and a boss in each. It's not a super long game, but the third world is kind of like I would compare it to how probably some people feel about Area Five and Res for me, mm-hmm. just because I love the music in that level and I love the way it all comes together. And it's it's kind of a hard it's a hard as fuck game too. Mm-hmm. because uh, it's, you know, one hit and you're dead. But there's just such a good flow throughout it, because when you die, you get sent back to the start, and there's no break. So in, in, how exactly are you making the music in the game? Because I find that a lot of these games are more like, well, the music's there, but if you don't interact with the world correctly, it's missing. Over, like Basically, it's like you'll have obstacles, and you'll be kind of trained as you go through the game. I mean, it starts off very simple, and then it gets mm-hmm. more difficult, where it's like, you know, you jump over that, you duck underneath that, or, like, you, you kick this wall. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, those are all mapped to button presses, so it's really, like, you're just going between those buttons, and as you do that, like, 
the uh you know like musical notes happen in the level depending on you know it, when you jump or there's even like where you can kind of extraneously jump and maybe like get a bonus pick up a bonus thing and then that will add different kinds of music to it and by the end of the level if you pick up all like the the multiplier and bonus things then you know the music will be fully formed where if you mm-hmm. don't get any of these power ups then it'll be kind of like missing something. okay so yeah so it's more like if you don't play right the music's just missing basically yeah. in, in the same way that you're not making music in in a rock band game or you know anything like right. that there's no actual creative aspect no yeah okay. i mean i mean there's really the, it's it's very much like yeah i would say it's actually kind of comparable to, to rock band in, in that regard because you are you know following the set path that right. makes music not necessarily like you have wiggle room to do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. but well neil let me uh, yeah. let me ask you a question um, as someone who has not even tried any of the BitTrip games at all, ever, is this the one yeah. that I want? Yeah. Yeah. I w- um, Carl, yes, I, I would say that. go go try BitTrip Beat out on iOS. I it's like two dollars. There's really? a demo of BitTrip Beat out there, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, it used to be. There's oh, a there's a there's a light version on uh, on the App Store, I believe. <clears> yeah. Sorry, right, just go but, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Like, I think Beat's like the second best bit trip game. I love Beat. Yeah, I think Beat's great. I think Runner's on a different level. Okay. Runner's the, the best I, game those guys have done. Well, but I think both of them are infuriatingly difficult after five minutes. So pick your poison, I suppose. Oh really? <laughs> I, I think I mean, with Beat, I guess it's more of like if you're if you're into platformers, mm-hmm. then Bit Trip Runner is a no brainer. Oh, I love okay. platformers. So see, with, yeah. with yeah. Beat, and it, it may be similar for Runner. I found that like it was difficult, but you could get into a you know sort of a zen like state. And just kind of push through the whole level, and it that was really really fun with beat. So yeah, yeah, cool. All right, and now uh, Zach Miller is joining us. Say hi, Zach. Oh, I see. You guys have already been doing the show. Yes, yes. we started <laughs> yeah. with that. That's Zach, probably a sorry. good idea. Uh, all you've missed idea. so far is Art of Balance and Bit Trip Runner. So now oh, we're going to your games. <laughs> we're going to your number three game. Another downloadable game, and uh, I think most of the people who go to this site can guess what it is. What is it, Zach? It's Shantae Risky's Revenge. It's the best thing ever. Then why isn't it your number Obviously one Obviously it's not, because it's your number three, dude. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's, that's because I can beat it in, in less than two hours. Mm. But Wait, what about, what about Super Metroid, the more, then, Zach? Shut up, shut up. The more <laughs> I've played Shantae, that takes me the three. more I realize it's, it's built to be a speedrun game. And you get a different image at the end that um, is, of the credits every time you get a better like time. Can I just say, Zach, that that is the worst payoff for someone that knows the internet exists? It's an, uh, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> totally worth it's it, like, man. I'm just gonna Google good ending, Shantae. So, yeah, <laughs> what, was it? Was it worth the wait? It was worth. It was totally worth the Dude, wait. Dude, it, I mean, it totally was wait? worth the wait. That's a great game. Mm. It's a great game. Yeah. It's uh, I if if I had to change one thing about it, I'd say I wish Risky were in it more because she's kind of the headline villain. It does um, feel like it's kind of like uh, I guess like not a full game. Exactly. It, it definitely. It, I mean, it feels like a speed run downloadable game now when I play it. Like I yeah, know I mean, what they're trying it is, to do. But... It's what it is. That's but I feel like it could be a lot more. Like when you look back at previews from like two years ago or whatever, there's mm-hmm. a lot of environments they didn't use. Like a yeah. snow level and caves and stuff. And that probably just got all shuffled out when they had to go with, you know, not WiiWare or whatever they were going to do. I guess, I guess my problem with Shantae was, was that the world didn't even feel like a world to me. Like, it was no, stapled together it's so unnaturally. 
and you yeah. had to go yeah. like through a wormhole to get to the other end, and there was no helpful map. And yep, oh right. Like no, I no, think I, it's a I great agree. game, and I had a lot of fun with it. But it does feel yeah. like the, the words the world's not cohesive. No, exactly. The, the game does have problems. I think I think the game has problems where you can see where they cut stuff out. Mm-hmm. You can definitely yeah. see where they made it smaller for DSiWare. Right. Uh, having said that, I think this is probably the best game for DSiWare. Cave Story. Um, and now, if they make a sequel, Actually, I, would hope, I would hope somebody lets them do it on a more a better platform. Like 3DS? Like 3DS? Yeah, 3DS, hell yeah. And make it wow. a retail game, for God's sake. <laughs> Alright, cool. But yeah, Shantae's yeah. a great game. The animation is wonderful. Um, I can speed run through it in two hours now. Less than two hours, it's great. Um, it's just a very, despite being kind of disjointed, it's a very refined game. You're right. I think you, you know, could throw those animations and mechanics into a much, much better game. You could. You could. Yeah. A much a, a much longer, more cohesive game. Full featured game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Definitely. Shantae, and the animation, the animation just phenomenal. You're right. And but you know, ultimately it is a downloadable game. So for yes, yes. what it is, you know, it's great. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I still yeah, I still love points. I still love when you let her just stand there for ten seconds, she adjusts her I don't. top. It's you, so you funny. Filthy you dirty old man. Zach, you have I a am. wife. I mean, I just... Dude, okay. do you see... Have I sent you pictures of the stuff I collect? <laughs> Shit. I thought you I'm meant... I thought you meant, man. dude, have you seen my wife? <laughs> I thought that was going down a different road. <laughs> so, Carl. Carl. How about your number two? Number two. Number two. Number two. Okay, uh, my number two game is a game that I fell in love with upon playing it in San Francisco earlier this year. And uh, that game is DJ Hero 2, available on almost every platform, it seems. Um, Carl, did you have to go home after that? Even Steam? What was that question? Did you have to go home after that? Did I have to go home after that? Never mind. I was going to make a left your heart in San Francisco joke, but that was... Wow. Leave that one. So, Carl, you sucked from the Activision teat, and now this Activision game is your number two game of the year. What the fuck's up with that? I'm just saying that if you put me up in the 27th floor of the W Hotel, I will like your game a lot. Oh, shit, dude. Did you have a view of the Golden Gate Bridge? What's I that? had one of those before. It was the oh, shit. Yeah, dude. I had a great view, and I had some great food, and I played a great game. Um, we should have yeah. had Carl review Tony Hawk Ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for I went to a swanky event for that, and that game still sucked. Like, yeah. Well, okay, here, here's the thing. I, I'm the kind of guy that when people break out rock band, I'm just the person who wants to sing. I don't really like playing on the, on the drums or guitar. You know, just, I'm just, the same way, actually, to be yeah, really I, honest. I, I don't I like really... That shit. I fucking love the entire game. I mean, look, I, <laughs> I'm really psyched to play to like play piano on uh, in Rock Band, but other than that, I'm not really that into playing you know, with the plastic instruments. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, DJ Hero 2 just feels like a much more tactile-involved uh, experience. And It really oh, yeah. feels like... It really feels like you're... Like, playing with the music and it's the kind of mm-hmm. game that I, I i reviewed it and gave it i think a nine out of ten mm-hmm. really 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 dug it mm-hmm. but it's the kind of game where i don't really want to challenge myself as much in it like i'm just rocking medium and i'm you know doing really well but i just like experiencing the remixes and totally. just fooling around with the songs i mean uh, one there's, it... there's enough room on the turntable that you can snort coke off it too 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, there's there like when that. you activate activate Euphoria, which is like the star power, you exactly. can just like smoke a joint with one hand. <laughs> Smoking jays. All right. Well, yeah. um, what I mean, what I love about DJ Hero too, and I feel like a lot of people don't give it a chance because they see it as just kind of like another Me Too music game, and it's really not. Um, there's so much more room for improvisation than in you know Guitar Hero or Rock Band, except for maybe in some parts of like you know maybe in the singing or in the piano bits. But, uh, there's, I mean, it, it, look, you were talking about a game that is being released with tons of music that I don't like. It's just, yeah. it is just. That's always been my hangout more than anything else is that I could care less about the soundtrack. I'm not into oh, dance music. The soundtrack is something that I would barely listen to, you know, where, where they, where they separated. But for whatever reason, yeah. put them together, like just mash a bunch of these songs together and they're awesome. Oh yeah. my god, it's there so like the soundtrack to both the first one. both the first one and the second one are incredible. Yeah, it's look, Bring I up like and Poison, hell yeah. Dude, I I love DJ Hero DJ Hero 2 for the same reason that I love albums by Girl Talk, which is that they mash yeah. up what? songs that I don't really like for the most part, but they make it interesting and epic and really involved. And it's just an experience that I that I treasure. And look, there I don't think there was a better peripheral release in the last few years than that turntable controller what i mean about, it's definitely intimidating what, but it just works so oh well. it works so easily I, when i was at the event yeah. i mean look I'll, I'll i'll dish on on some video game journalists a lot of people who went to that event didn't want to play the game um and i actually oh. had oh yeah i had i had to coax a lot of people who were just hanging around like taking notes about of other people playing i'm like play the fucking game come on um <laughs> and because it, it looks really uh you know sort of uh what's it what's the word intimidating from the outset intimidating yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. you're talking about it. Look, everyone can kind of, <laughs> you know, put together in your head how you play a guitar or how you play drums or, you know, obviously how to sing and such. But the idea of a turntable with like all these buttons and you're spinning it while pressing buttons at the same time and your left and right hand are doing different things, it's sort of, you know, it, it sort of puts a lot of people off. But it is so intuitive and so easy to get into. I mean, literally one of the producers took me through the game and within five minutes I knew everything that I needed to know to play the game. And did then, you not yeah, play the, the tutorials first game? in that game are really good too. I did. I did not play the first game uh, just because I was. Oh, okay. one of the, I was. Just, I was one of those people who was like, ah, DJing. I'm not really into it. You know, I. I'm not really interested in DJing. I really don't like the soundtrack, and it sort of seems like another Me Too music game. And I was wrong on every single bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah. game. Is, is I, I picked, the it up, I picked up the first one. The second one. game, or is it the same? No, thing? It's, it's largely the, it's same the exact thing. same thing. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. I All think right. they. I think they improved the durability of it a little bit just to make it a little less easy. A little less easy to break. But gotcha. uh, now has this? Pretty much, go ahead. Has this started to go on sale for twenty bucks like the last one yet, or is it uh, still? I don't think not yet. It's like I, I saw it for fifty. Yeah, it's doing. I think like it's doing marginally like better than ninety this, or hundred. I think it's doing marginally better than the uh, than the first game, but still probably I, not. I don't that think well. it'll ever be a big seller just because it's so niche. I think it sells enough though. Yeah, well, the thing well, is, is, like they spent so much money coming up with the structure of the game. That you know, designing the the whole infrastructure basically, that they're going to keep iterating on it just because to not do that would would basically be cutting their losses. Be a bigger waste of money. Oh yeah, I mean they can iterate on this with you know little to no effort um, for the next few it's the years. Same, it's the same reason we saw a second version of Tony Hawk Ride. Did were there was this done? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Tony that's, Hawk. That's <laughs> Tony Hawk we Shred, did. I think. Yeah. Tony Shred, Hawk Shred. Yeah. And it's, yeah, Shred. Isn't um, Shred geared towards kids too? Perhaps That's while really we're dumb. while we're talking about some inside uh, gaming journalist poop, um, pretty much Activision <laughs> like didn't send butt? us a copy of Tony Hawk Shred. I think because 
if you noticed, no one in like the gaming press reviewed it. Yeah, I, know. I don't think <laughs> yeah. Activision sent out copies to anyone. Yeah, no, they they pulled uh, what what a lot of movie studios do, where they're like, it's not for critics, it's for the it's yeah. for the public. Right. Yeah. It's right. for kids. Like they they made the second one geared for kids. Nothing like, is very, for very... critics. That's a bullshit statement. Well, yeah, I know, but you, yeah. but it's the I'm same. I'm not a critic. Yeah. Like, good. I'm a I'm a douchebag that writes about video games. Like, <laughs> I, I have no disillusions <laughs> of what I do. Right, no, I, but yeah. So DJ Hero Two for me is a game that. You know, they when I left, they gave us a controller and a demo of the game, and I was one of the. I, I lined up. I didn't line up, but I bought the game. You know, relatively close to when it, <laughs> I didn't line. I wouldn't line up for anything, but um, I got it relatively close to when it came out, and I've just I, I. It's again, it's a game that you can play for five minutes or for two hours. Yeah, know? and I think I that, mean I've actually. Yeah, uh... I think that's going to be a theme Since with a I, lot of the a lot of the stuff that I bring up today, uh, because I don't have time. That's what that's sort of my big <laughs> thing is that I don't have time to play like these really long epic you know RPGs anymore. Well, I like a game that too, I can. You're too busy recording like 200 podcasts a week. I am yeah. so fucking busy. <laughs> People don't realize this, but no, no, it, it's you know why don't you think I've just written go to crosstalk.com. Crosstalk.com. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what? It's almost a sister site. We'll get to that. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Zach's just Carl's. Zach is just uh, sour because he's the only one who hasn't been on Crosstalk yet. Um, I have. Carl only either, shows actually. up when he wants to pimp his podcasts. Please, which is which is all the time. <laughs> if it weren't for me, half so of you guys anyway, would be here. Dude, yeah, DJ Hero Two true, is pimp true. as fuck. Just end of story. I want to play it. I actually really want to play it because I love the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now it's. I'm kind of waiting to find wonderful. an incredible camp pass deal on. The turntable, be it, be it with the first or second game, dude. You can get it with. It get it where it were like you for bucks. like the past six months? I'm talking. I got DJ Hero <laughs> One for twenty dollars. Twenty dollars yeah. with the turntable. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When? Yeah. Where? That's the only way. Like at Toys R Us in like August. I never saw it and for less like, than sixty it, in stores. And oh, sixty dude, is not go, incredible. Go on eBay Are you blind? And it's so cheap. Really? Yeah. Can I like legitimately? I think if you walk into most stores. Yeah, I might have yeah. to. I might have to limit huh. that. If you walk into most stores right now, I think DJ Hero Two is like at most fifty bucks. Yeah, huh. but uh, yeah, I understand. I don't. I don't spend fifty dollars on video games more than like yeah. once a year, and I right. and I, spend, yeah, I just here. spend forty on Red Dead, and so I can't just drop fifty right now. I, I just it has to be good? like twenty or thirty. Uh, the first thirty minutes are fantastic. That's <laughs> the the rest about. of them are pretty good too until you get to the end, and then it's mm. what the hell. Okay, so, so yeah, it's like my number two. So speaking number of almost two regretting here. Oh, okay, no, never mind. Go ahead, Neil. <laughs> I was My number two, number two, number talk, two, talk. number two. Game of the year is Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, Wait, are we doing? No- oh, we already said the number two. Number two. Yeah. yeah. Number two. Number two. Number two. It's Kirby's Epic Yarn. Um, I I fucking love this game. Like, uh, you can go back and listen to the episode aptly titled "Neil Loves Kirby." Yeah. Um. <laughs> And yeah, I, I I just was blown away by the visual style, by just the way the game controlled, how you interacted with the environment, uh, how it seemed in like every level there was some kind of new wrinkle to the gameplay, whether it be yeah. a new transformation or a different look on a transformation or the shooter levels or like just like really clever level design with, I mean, not like really challenging, hard to find secrets, but like just with like, you know, little rewarding secrets to find. Pretty much the gravity level was cool. But see, but see, yeah, Neil, no. I, I've been doing a little reading around the internet, 
And what I've been told <laughs> is that real men don't play Kirby games. Kirby it's, is for babies. Well, it's true. Is, yeah. is, 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 this, is this accurate? Am I, have, has the internet led me astray? Um, the last time I checked, I'm a man. Mm. And I love this game. <laughs> Neil has to check actually because some you know Bone sometimes it's Hold on. kind of ambiguous. All right, yeah, still a man. To those of you not in, um, you're not aware, I'm referencing uh, who wrote that article? The Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Doc I think so. Yeah, yeah about how, about how yeah. Kirby is. I got that is, issue uh, too. About how Kirby is for babies thing. or whatever. So yeah. yeah, yeah, he wrote a whole like reply blog post because they had. In a in an issue of Entertainment Weekly, one of their worst games of the year was Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yeah, that, and then that guy's the a guy moron. who who made that comment wrote a whole blog post on their website about how, um, you know, Kirby's childish and dumb, and everyone was just wowed by the visual style and hated well, the game. Well, okay, like, okay. I, to be fair, I, I I didn't have quite the same reaction to his to his uh, article that everyone else seemed to. He, he oh, I didn't the, really give a fuck the either. The point he was trying to make <laughs> yeah. was basically that the game was being given a pass on its gameplay because everyone liked the visual style and he felt that was such a big amount of bullshit that he felt compelled to make a point by putting it as the worst game of the yeah, year. Yeah, but see here's the thing. The funny thing is with that is that like he at least uh, as far as this reviewer's point of view, I really enjoyed the gameplay of Kirby's Epic Yarn. If it was all all you know, all like all flash and no nothing to back it up, then I wouldn't have liked it as well, much. Well, the crux no, of his no, argument was I thought it backed I, it up. I wouldn't say Kirby is by far not the worst game of the year for me, but I would say that it's the worst Nintendo game I purchased in quite a while. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, what? I didn't, I, I didn't I, buy I, it, but the crux of his argument <laughs> just... was that video games have to be challenging; otherwise, what are what are we doing playing them? If, if there's no challenge, what's oh, that's the point? that. I also th- I think that's bullshit as well. And I think that is yeah. kind of a bullshit. There's a lot of know. games that I play that I just play you can to relax. Just, you can to have just fun. have fun. You don't have yeah. to be, be challenged. Well, here, here's the, the deal I, yeah, for I'm me. I'm not saying I agree with him. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to make sure that his point isn't completely mysterious. <laughs> I kind of felt like in that oh, email sorry. thread that we had going on, it was a little bit, it was a little yeah. bit being shat on. He he had a point whether or not you agree agree with, with his with his with his argument. Yeah. Well, see, yeah. the, 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 the way I feel is that there isn't that challenge, and that that kind of bothers me. But also, I'm just not having fun. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the issue. I mean, if, if that's how you feel about I, it, that's yeah. how you feel about it. But, but I, see, I know from my end, yeah. I really like from start to finish for the ten hours I put into that game, I loved it. Were you and yeah, you definitely ear? justified that in Pretty your much. review. You know, I get why you like it. Yeah. Right. It's just none of those things really appeal to me. But see, Nate, yeah. the reason that you don't like Kirby, or at least Epic Yarn, is that you didn't like it. The reason that this guy doesn't like Kirby's Epic Yarn is because everyone else likes it. Yeah, right, I didn't get right. that from I didn't get that from his from his blog. Post. I did. That's what it, I got it was, from that. It was pretty self righteous, and I'll t- I I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give. It was definitely very self righteous, but I didn't I didn't get a this is popular. I like fuck the, it vibe from it. Which I, I, I which like the part I, where like he was talking about too. how his kid liked the game, and then he and then like he told his kid he was wrong, and then his kid like got pissed off at him. <laughs> yeah, I would part of the blog post. He was pretty self depreciating about that though. He wasn't he wasn't being a dick about that. He was basically saying clearly the game has an appeal to its target market. Yeah, that was his point. No, I, I'm pretty sensitive to the it's popular fuck it vibe. I hate that shit, and I didn't get that yeah. at all from that article. I really didn't. Right. Hmm. See, the, the can we that agree was... that? Can we agree to fuck Twilight? Sure, if you yeah. want. Sure. All right. Wait, well, that's because it's wants, horrible, anyways. But you who know. wants to yeah. fuck Twilight now? What? No, no. Zach, he, he likes the main character. Oh, uh, Team Edward is that? What's he going he on here? he calls him Twilight, <laughs> but uh, you know. 
He's yeah. got some some real name, but Zach wants to do him. Here's the thing. Well, here's I mean, the thing about Epic Yarn, though. For me, I I beat the whole game. I got all the all the levels done, all the fabrics, all the stupid little mini games. And I wish I hadn't done the mini games. But even even when I was playing the single player mode, I feel like they could have chopped off a whole world, and I wouldn't really have cared. I don't. Because there's there's it it's the gameplay gets it does get old for me. Like there's only so much platform straight platforming you can do. Um, and that's what a lot of the game is. I mean, it's great that there's moving platforms and some, some of the ga- some of the levels are scrolling and, and there's little, you know, you're riding on a dinosaur's head, a yarn dinosaur, which is awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, it's not, you're, you're never faced with something so different that it, it makes you I re, disagree. rethink how you play the game. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Or I guess, I guess maybe not rethink how you play the game, but definitely no, like each, it's... each world stood alone by itself as you yes. kind of like a strong, like, like this is different than what came before it. Not like, I guess, gameplay wise, not necessarily. I mean, definitely the transformations change it up and there's some other like, uh, like the shooter level, like, like right. I keep on mentioning the two of those. Right. Does like, the game ever like speed something up? That doesn't, no, never. No, not really. Okay, it's because always, I, always, I guess, you know, it's now that I down. think about it, when Zach was talking, I guess one of the things that really bugs me is just how slow the game is and how it, the whole thing sort of crawls along so that you can experience all the little, yeah. oh, the zipper is yeah. coming undone and, uh, you know, you just pull the button and the piano music is like Charlie Brown music. And, right. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> no, I actually love the soundtrack. That's my favorite part of the game. Not not even the visuals. I love the soundtrack yeah. more. The soundtrack's um, great, too. I really, I mean, Zach, you've definitely gotten to this level. I don't think anyone else has played it that far. Um, but there's, I think it's in World 4, there's that one, the music level. Where like yes, as you go through the level, you like level hit keys, and then the music plays, and like you basically like doing... hit notes off of the piano, and then you go right. collect the notes, and it's that like that is the most imaginative level in the game. It's so cool, and I wish there was more like that because the way like when you're unzipping something, great, you're kind of affecting the environment, but you're really just creating a new platform. But in right. that in that music level, your play style affects the level. And yeah. that's what's awesome, and that's why I love that level so much. Whereas the rest of the game, that's a great all the level. quilt and the fabric and whatever else is just eye candy, and it's pretty eye candy, but it's that music level that really gets it right. And I wish there was more like that. And I really enjoyed. Um, well, I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, just I guess come back in like a minute, but um, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. King Dedede's in it. Oh God. <laughs> Do do you guys do you guys care if I spoil it at all? How bit how bad is this? I really don't. It's what the last world is. Eh, go ahead. Oh yeah, the last world is great. It is fantastic. The last world is is Dreamland. You go oh, to Dreamland awesome. and like the levels the levels and are very reminiscent of the original level. Like I I, I mean it's been like it's been and the like music three too. months since I played the game. But the music is very reminiscent of the original games, like to the point where it's, it's I mean it's like remixes of it in the style of music that's done in Kirby's Epic Yarn. And like the first level, just basically reminds me of the first level of Kirby. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You fight the exactly apple tree. If it's like exactly the same. You do fight the apple tree. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. No. That like, first. That, that I wish there was a way. Great. I wish there was a way, Nate, that you could just play that level and not yeah, play the rest right of the game. Well, you see, I guess in really general, I level. love Kirby, and that's why you talking about the last level gets me excited. So I, I was doubly disappointed with just how. I guess Kirby's never really been a fast game. 
Well, Kirby's never yeah. really been a complicated game either. The most complicated Kirby game was uh, the Nintendo 64 one where he could combine powers. Um, I thought it was but, an underrated game, personally. Yeah, it was good. It, it, I think the best one was uh, uh, Kirby's Dream Land 2. Oh, for the Game Boy. I never played it. Yeah. Or, yes, that I love that. Great. I love that game. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 okay, the one Game Boy. I was thinking, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Dream Land 3 is the only one that came out on. That, that was the Super Nintendo one, right? Yeah, and yeah. I got that, and yeah. it... You know, it has a, a very pastel look to it, too. I played mm-hmm. some of that at uh, TYP's house at uh, E3 and kind of enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I think huh. I think for a while now, kind of under the radar, Kirby's been experimenting with its graphical style. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which which is great, mm-hmm. and, and I really like this. I think the the yarn thing, that, that could only work with Kirby. I don't think it could yeah. work with, like, Yoshi's Island. We all want them to make Yoshi's Island, and I really think they should, but I don't think they should go with yarn. Mm. But they won't. No, I mean, no, I don't, I don't think they'll rehash the yarn. I think they could have done it with Yoshi, but I don't think they're going to redo that style. No, again. I, I hope they Yoshi's don't. Epic yarn. Yoshi's Epic Yarn. Oh, yeah, my Yoshi's God. Epic yarn, yeah. That would be the worst <laughs> trend in video games. Uh, I guess outside like... of Tony Hawk. Um. <laughs> if yarn <laughs> was... Yarn uh, is the new t- cell Tony shading. Hawk yarn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good uh good time to move on to the You could, sh- could shred along a string. <laughs> Zach's number two. Number two. Number, number two. two. My number two? Yeah, Pacross three D and it's a surprise pick because I only picked it up right before I got on the plane to Hawaii. Ooh. It's my plane. Yeah, uh, game. How'd you like it? Oh my god, I can't put it down. I love Picross 3D. I, I seriously can't. Are we it's like a my number one, number one, number one is Picross 3D. Oh shit. So I'll just talk about it with Zach right now and skip my turn next time. And and but, you know what's what's so great about it is that it's first off, it's it's easy to learn. Really easy to learn, and once you really get the hang of it, once you start like learning little things like, oh, there's six blocks, but I only need to keep five, so you you know, you mark yeah. the middle ones or whatever. Once you start to get into that mindset, it's really hard to stop playing. Yeah. Had you played and, the previous uh, Pacross game? What? Had you played Pacross DS before? No. Okay. I've never you know played a Pacross funny? game before. I picked up Pacross DS after, well, because basically my story with Pacross 3D is that I got it when it came out. Um, actually, uh, Lauren... Lauren, Jared, and I, or I think it was just Lauren and I, went to uh, Nintendo's New York headquarters to play like Galaxy 2, Sin and Punishment 2, and Picross 3D. And at this point, uh, I don't think we'd really played it that much. I think Lauren played it a little bit at PAX East. But we played it then, and both of us got really hooked on it. So the day it came out, um, I got it. And and then basically Lauren and I proceeded to fight over the game for the next month as like we had finals (laughs) in college. It was our it was the end of our last semester at college. And like, basically it'd be like one of us would be working on a paper while the other one would be playing Picross 3d. The person working on the paper would just hate the other person. (laughs) And like, like it was like, she stole it from my DS. I stole it from hers. It got bad, (laughs) but but I just, I love that game so much. Yeah. Never got that bad. Usually, I just cave in and be like, "Yeah, I'll, just, I'll play something else, play some <laughs> Pokemon." But I mean, I I probably put twenty five hours into that game, played everything I could, and Lauren, outside of me, put easily double that, and she's still playing it to this day. And it just it's wow. it's ridiculous. Well, I'm I'm in the middle of the medium puzzles, and and what's so detrimental about this game is because each puzzle only takes like 
five to seven minutes when you get good at it, uh, you can just keep playing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I, I can do another one in about five minutes. Uh, meanwhile, the the movie ended that you were watching in the background, and you're still you're still playing the game. Yeah, that's what I would do a lot. Like, I'd throw in a movie or something and play Picross 3D, and then I'd be playing it for, like, you know, a half an hour after the movie and be like, oh, the movie ended. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and I just did a Velociraptor on the plane back. I was like, well, this game's number two. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you have to, uh, you you got to download some of the puzzles because there's one that's I all, did. I downloaded all, all of them on the day I got the yeah, game because yeah. I, I didn't know how uh, quickly I'd get smart through the puzzles. Man. Awesome. There, the, there's tons the, of puzzles. The there's like 500 puzzle, puzzles when are all is done. Yeah. Sweet. Shit. But I love Picross 3D. Um, to uh, all our listeners, if you haven't played Picross 3D, you should go buy it right now. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, it's like crack. But You'll never it, set it your is. DS down again. Mm. Picrack 3D. And I like. There better be a Picross 3DS. I like. There, oh, that would that would be, be mind blowing. It would indeed. Like I want that dog that I make to like jump at me. <laughs> he don't gotta lick my face like in Nintendogs. Like he just he just has to jump at me. Sweet. <laughs> Nintendogs. Oh man. Okay, guys. So well, Carl, it, it's been fun. Before oh, we start with Carl, I'm going to step out permanently for this yeah. podcast and uh, say goodbye. Mustafa right. right. is dead. Yes, he is. <laughs> right. Adios, right, guys. Later, See you, Nathan. Right. Bye, sir. Bye, Nate. Later. See you next uh, week when we go weekly. Weekly. Uh-oh. Whoa. Whoa. What day is that going to be? All right. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Right. Yes. Good. <laughs> All right, Carl. Number You're one. Number one. Number, number one. one. Number one. Number one. The best oh. the best game that I played on a Nintendo system this year is uh No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle. And maybe that's not such a surprise <laughs> for people. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> How is it not himself? Killer Seven? Did you play Killer Seven this year? I actually did replay <laughs> Killer Seven this year before I played No More Heroes Two <laughs> to kind of get wow. myself in that mood. Um and the thing in that about crazy shit mood. Yeah, well, the thing no, about... I have a, uh, go ahead. I have, a, I have a question for you, actually. I, I've played the first No More Heroes, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed it. I, I really had a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, I, what I found was that the game was really enjoyable story-wise mm-hmm. right up until the end when, for the last 3% of the story, nothing made any sense at all. And I got mm-hmm. the clear vibe that it was parodying video games in general. Well, I, I um, can, I can well, explain that's the whole to game. you the last... <laughs> part of the game like off mic if you want but um... well i guess my, my my question is does any of that shit that i almost was able to make sense of at the very end matter in the sequel absolutely not in fact they disregard m- almost all of that um fantastic <laughs> yeah. wow uh yeah the, <laughs> no more heroes 2 basically picks up with uh with what's his name uh travis getting a call from uh from the other the, the or- assassins organization the like girl. hey you know, get back uh-huh. in, and now he has to climb back up from not not from eleven, but from one hundred. And so, you know, he he kind of has to really work his way back up the ladder. The best thing about No More Heroes Two is that it is an infinitely better game. They addressed a lot of the really key problems with the first game. For one, they just got rid of the over the overworld. Like, for, they just Good. got rid of it. There's no more driving around and sand to destroy. Now you just pick the location you want to go to from like a little mini map, and that that's where you go. Like, there's no, there's no there's that anymore. Um, the whole idea of buying your way into boss battles by doing all of the, like, inane tasks, that's just gone. Um, 
Awesome. They get what they re- they replace all of the really stupid mini games with um, NES style like uh, NES style mini games. So like they're all like there's f- the flip a pancake mini game, but it's all in this really like awesome 2D NES style graphic style. It's it's really really cool. Some of the games are genuinely fun. There's the coconut, uh, the coconut uh, like WarioWare. Oh yeah yeah, it's very much like WarioWare, like really quick games. There's a uh, coconut grabber game where you where you where you grab, where you uh, catch coconuts in a basket, that is legitimately fun to play on its own. Like it, there are there's some really nice. really cool things in this game, and yeah, you can just go from boss battle to boss battle if you want. The only thing you can use your money on is buying better swords, um, and then you can you cool. know, and then obviously all of the like stupid like accessory shit if you're into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 game story I think I feel takes a little bit of a dive. I think the first game had a better story. Um, and they the first do... game story was insane though. Like... Yeah, but that's kind of what I like about it. That's what I like about Suda Fifty One games. Um, this one is a little bit more, you know, grounded. This, I guess it's not is it more serious. It's not. It's not really. It's it's actually really really kind of silly in a lot of parts. Um, but it's not at. It's 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 more of a non-issue in this game. Like okay. it's, the, the story is is sort of second to the gameplay, whereas um. You know, a, a, as Grasshopper makes more games, their games become better in the gameplay sense, and the stories takes take more and more of a backseat. So, if you were to compare, so how does go ahead? How does this uh, make the gameplay better? Because I found that No More Heroes One got really repetitive as we got near the end of the game. Well, it is it is still really repetitive, um, and there there is actually one area that's where it's worse than the first No More Heroes, and that they changed. Uh. One of the dynamics of the battle system where in the first game, your stance was really, really important, whether you were holding a high or a low stance. In the second game, yeah. it doesn't really seem to matter. Um, so that, in that, that sense, I, I was sort of disappointed by it. Um, but they did add classic controller support, um, oh, cool. which makes the game um, actually a lot faster. Um, you can you can pull off moves a lot easier, and it, it makes the game more of a... It just makes the game quicker, basically. Um, I still, for the most part, played it with the nunchuck and, re- and Wii Remote style, just because that's what I was used to. But uh, the classic controller support was actually really good. Like they, it wasn't it wasn't half-hearted. It was implemented really well. And maybe that's why the stance thing didn't matter as much because you, it's kind of diff- more difficult to do that with the classic controller. So maybe that's sure. why they changed it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just—is is the game still funny? Because that was one of the. Things oh the yeah, yeah, it's game. it's totally it's totally goofy and. Silly. Do they still have like like the Captain Falcon esque boss and the? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, or at least do they have like those kind of things throughout yeah, it? Yeah, I don't really want to spoil them because they're so good. I mean, the the, be- the best thing about the the first No More Heroes were, were yeah. the boss battles, and that is totally the case of the second game as well. Is that basically like the majority of the game, or are there still those little shitty levels before? Uh, there are still some of those, like beat up all the random dudes who all look alike. There is some of yeah. that, um, but for the, but the the vast majority of the game is is, is like boss battles. Cool. Uh, which can you give us an example cool. of like one that is awesome? You remember? Okay, yeah. there is one. It's a, it's really really early in the game, so maybe this isn't such a huge spoiler, but. You go, uh, you meet up with, you're supposed to defeat, like, this football player, and you fight his army of cheerleader assassins, and then you fight him in a giant Gundam. And wow. it's, and it, it is a, it becomes a 2D fighting game. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it's awesome. It's, so, it, like, as opposed to man-sized Gundams? No, no, it's like giant Gundams. Yeah. Yes, as yes, as opposed to you know the Gundams that you could shake their hand. Yes, as, as, right, as, right. as opposed to tiny Gundams, they are large Gundams. 
Right. No, I'm just being an ass. There, and by the way, Zach, there were man-sized Gundams, so there. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so take that shit. You signed asshole. Damn it. <laughs> I don't... You dropped the science on me, boy. Dropping some science. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I got this game recently um, in a trade from another staffer, Mr. James Carlton. Uh, we traded a game. I, th- I traded this for, for Boom Blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've kind of had it sitting in my drawer. Mm-hmm. haven't haven't put it in yet. Uh, but I did really enjoy the first one. I, I thought the first one was, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of got the impression with the, like the overworld map in particular. It was... And the, the story later on. Like, it was... To me, and, the phrase Santa destroyed just in general. To mm. me, it was very much a, par- <laughs> a parody of like Western culture and uh, video games in general. Well, it's also it's, it's kind of if you, if you would ask Suda51, he would probably say that it's a glorification of those things. Um, sure. But maybe that means the same thing. I don't know. He's Tarantinoing it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I enjoyed the first one, and I'm, I'm, it was very weird to me to even see a sequel at all because it kind of felt like to me he was making a statement with the first one, mm-hmm. and that statement has now been made. Well, the statement, so, well, the, uh, clearly the statement that people made was that they're willing to buy his games because nowhere here the first one actually sold <laughs> relatively well. The second one not so much, yeah. but hopefully we will get a third one on the successor on, on Wii HD or whatever. And hasn't it, Suda said he's done developing for? He's he's for, done for with Nowhere Heroes on Wii. He didn't, but he said he would be open to making one on another console. Gotcha. And oh. to me, it seems like a pitch-perfect launch game for Wii HD. It yeah. would make a lot of sense, but that's just Or me. whatever the successor is. Or, yeah, or what, Wii 2 or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And for the record, during during your talking about the game, I just uh, added it to my Goosex. I mean, obviously, <laughs> so, you, you know, sold me, sir. some people would say that I can't be trusted when it comes to Grasshopper games, and maybe that's true. Um, but I enjoyed the hell out of it, so... That's just me. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to play it at some point. Yeah. Seems fun. Mm-hmm. I tried and could not get into uh, to Killer7, but... Killer, okay, not... here's, the, here's the thing. Killer7 is palatable to maybe four people, of which right. I'm one. Uh, <laughs> uh, St- <laughs> Stafford Grant, Grant Buell, who was on the show last week, he actually is a big fan of Killer7. I, I, I love Killer7 for all the wrong reasons, but uh, No More Heroes 2 is a much better game than Killer7, even though I still have that yeah. soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So... We already went over my number one, which was Picross 3D. Now, I I feel like now I, I have nothing special to add here mm. because we already talked about you it. Blew so your, you, you, you blew your load there, uh, there Neil. <laughs> so, uh, Kapow! Zach, yes. What's your number one? Number, number one. one. Number one. Number one. It's uh, it's a game I recently picked back up and uh, can't stop playing again. I think it's, it's Dragon one I Quest Nine yeah. for the DS, bitches. Oh, that, that again? Ugh. I know. <laughs> Can we just not talk about it? Like, I am tired of being bombarded with Dragon Quest Nine. That makes for a very anticlimactic that's show. You, that's because you haven't played it, sir. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Well, the, no. <laughs> we had we had the post game. Yeah, yeah. post game stuff. Yeah. Can, so, I, uh, can I say one thing about Dragon Quest Nine though? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Of course. Okay. You weren't here. Yeah, Zach, you weren't here last week. You can take your time. Talk yeah. about that's as much right. as you want. Fuck you all. Uh, while we were in Hawaii, I picked it back up, and I decided to get through the uh, kind of world opening quest that you get after you beat the game. Yeah. And and it requires alchemizing some pretty rare stuff. You can either alchemize it or buy it, but it would take easily take as long, if not longer, to save up the money to buy it than... <laughs> Then actually alchemize it. So I, it took a few hours, but I did it. And what happens is you get access to the Starlight Express. Like you fly it around like you would an airship and you land wherever the fuck you want. 
and there's like suddenly the the size of the world doubles because you can land on mountaintops that you couldn't have access to before. And oh, shit. my mind was blown. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to this game. Mm-hmm. And there there like so many more quests now and you get I I got a ton more uh, alchemy um uh recipes and just holy shit. Like if you haven't had enough of Dragon Quest 9 after you beat it, do this quest. You won't regret it. It's so insane. Cool. Yeah. I mean, awesome. I might I might go and do that at some point because I, I started picking it back up because basically what happened with me in Dragon Quest Nine was that I reviewed it. So that means I put right. about, I don't know, 30 to 40 hours in it. into it in about like five days. Right. So you like, got sick even. of it, yeah. yeah. So I got really burnt out on it quickly. And so I, I haven't really touched it since July. And only recently I started playing it again. And... Man, it's just so much fun just bombing around that yeah, world. Yeah, definitely go back to it. The only downside to these new quests is that a lot of them require going to grottos, and oh, uh, you know we hard. don't <laughs> we don't really have a commuter culture, so we don't have a lot yeah. of grotto maps up here. But you know, mm-hmm. you get them slowly as you beat one grotto, you open up another one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, awesome. Yeah, Dragon Quest Nine. So yeah. uh, that just about does it for this week's episode of NWR Newscast. Short um, coming up. After we uh after we conclude this, we will go with our post game in which Carl, Zach, and I will each talk about uh, a game for another system that we really love. A non-Nintendo game, game like if you this will. Year. Yes, a, a non-Nintendo game. A non-Nintendo. Nintendo. Brilliant. Mm. Yes. Um, so, uh, so follow us on some, Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com/slash yeah, newscast. Email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Yes, yes. Hit up the talk back thread. Tell us we were awesome, or tell us we sucked. Just pick a just pick a side. God damn it! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to, or else. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back uh, next week, and we can say that yeah. gen- genuinely and actually mean it, and not just being mistaken. Hell yeah! Yeah, because uh, going forward here, in case you missed it, we're going weekly. Uh, next week oh, we're gonna have shit. a a quarter one preview show, and we're also gonna go over some news because pretty much all the news recently actually has to do with the qu- the first quarter and the releases. No, so you know that's coming what we're out, right? Do. Pokemon. Dragon Quest Six, Pokemon, Mario Sports Mix. Um, and then we're basically uh, the format, in case you missed it, uh, we're going to do every other episode. Basically, uh, every other episode will be a regular episode, and then between will be uh, something different. And we're going to have a quarter one preview. We're going to do something on Donkey Kong Country 3. Um, we're going to have something on Star Fox, Star Fox Assault eventually. I'll be talking about that 3DS event in a couple weeks, like pretty much the oh, day yeah, after I go to it. To so we got cool shit on the horizon, guys, and we're coming at you every week starting now. Mm-hmm. So coming through next your time. ears. And Carl, you got anything to say? Oh well, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as usual. Carl's not much of a talker, so yeah. I mean, look <laughs> at, at this point. If you don't know, I do have my my little side project, uh, crosstalk.com. Uh, which is spelled C R O S S T A W K dot com. It's not L K. A lot of people make that mistake. Um, because I do see what people Google that takes them to our website, and they always spell it crosstalk like with the regular spelling, which is annoying. Anyway, we have tons and tons of alternative podcasts at crosstalk dot com. The one rule that we have at crosstalk is no video games. That's pretty much the rule. Um, <laughs> So we have a music... Because most of the people are tied to Nintendo World Report. Exactly. I mean, we've had uh, Andy and Nate on Discovery Music Project, which is hosted by Jonathan Metz. Um, uh, Good times. Neil is going to be joining me on an upcoming episode of Crosstalk Comics. 
Um, yeah, what, when are we doing that? Oh, nice. We're, we're, we're gonna we'll talk about that off mic. Um, and right, uh, and uh, maybe Zach, I can I can uh, drag him on to an episode of Crosstalk Dinosaurs. Hey, or the you know we could watch Jurassic Park for the movie one, or for the movie one exactly, which is of which is of course box office poison, our flagship right, podcast, uh, our flagship our flagship podcast. So yeah, go on over to crosstalk dot com and uh, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. And and I really have to say because I feel like this is this is one that doesn't get mentioned enough, but I I've really been digging Crosstalk Comics. It is an honor to be on what the, the fourth fifth episode of it or whatever. Uh, but sixth, uh, I no, say. I really like the other yeah. I really like the other ones because, I mean, like the stuff like the ages and the Jean Grey stuff, it's kind of things that I, I kind of know because mm-hmm. I'm kind of into comics. Right. But it was just nice to like hear it again mm-hmm. or hear it clarified in some some humorous fashion. And I, I really like Crosstalk to- Comics. So. And it's going to be awesome. Listen to that, that guys. I hear, I hear that the third, I don't know for sure, but I heard that the third X-Men movie totally fucked up the uh, Jean Grey Dark Phoenix thing. It's pretty oh, it's pretty scary, but I mean, new canon or new format new canon. Whatever. <laughs> new anyway. format new canon. You know if actually um I mean not that like the people who listen to that I mean maybe they're listening here but sure they if are. you want to like see kind of a good adaptation of uh the Jean Grey like the the, the Phoenix and the Dark Phoenix saga. Watch that old X Men cartoon show. Oh from yeah, the nineties show. Yeah, yeah. It, the, it's all on DVD now. Yeah, the art style is lifted almost directly from Chris Claremont's uh, penciling style and Jim Lee's. Yeah. Jim Lee's actually it wasn't Chris Claremont. He wasn't an artist. He was a writer. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's lifted a lot from Jim Lee's art style, and it's look the, the cartoon is very very corny at times and a little bit overwrought. Just hey, like, Tin Woodsman, I'm sending you back to Oz. Yeah, but I mean, look, so was the X Men comic at the time, so I guess you know yeah. it fits. And yeah, they, they did get they did get it very much correctly. Um, it's almost like a frame for frame remake. Yeah, oh, it's, nice. it's pretty. Uh, I love that show. Yeah, a lot. It's very cool. The Spider Man cartoon was good too. Oh well, there have been plenty of good Spider Man cartoons actually. Um, Dude, spectacular Spider Man! I I've just been watching. Is that, that the it's newest a- one? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but like, isn't that like Batman Brave and the instant. Bold kind of thing? Aimed no, dude, it's it's so good. It's actually like, pretty good. I was I I kind of just watched it because I was like, yeah, this is on instant. I, I heard from some people it was good. Oh, and, it's on like, instant. The first I'll watch of it, it if it's on instant. The first season of it is. I'll watch is anything awesome. on Netflix. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and uh, I haven't watched the second season because it's not on Netflix. Well, but... speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of cartoons, the episode or episodes, I should say, that Neil is going to be on for Cross Comics are going to be all about the uh, DC animated universe. Oh fuck! I yeah. want to be on that. Oh shit! <laughs> so look forward to that coming soon. Probably yeah. like the end of January. Look for that then. The only series I haven't watched is Superman. Fuck. Superman might be the well. It's close to the best one, but we'll we'll talk about it off mic. No, nothing. Co- nothing tops Batman. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, nothing tops. Some of those. Okay, old, I've been rewatching Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, Justice League that's Unlimited. True, that's true, man. Justice League Unlimited season one is the best thing that the DCAU produced. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah. So we're not talking about video games anymore. Nope. So, uh <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> stay, stay tuned, y'all. Uh, yeah, stay yeah. tuned for post game. We'll is, be talking about Happy some New games. Year. If this is the kind of thing you yeah. enjoy, check out crosstalk.com. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
All right, so uh, it's Neil, and we're doing post-game. And post-game is where Carl, Zach, and I will talk about three Nintendo games that we really like this year. And Andy will just hang out and bounce <laughs> ideas. Neil, Neil, this is post-game content? Yes. So we can go back through the podcast freely now and find all the rest of the items and shit? <laughs> oh, touche, sir. Bazinga. Right. I, I don't get that Let's reference. Let's not waste... Metroid. Other oh, no wonder. Um, um, so let's uh, just jump right in with Carl. And you got two games that you're going to talk about. For yes, a bit. for so my for my bonus, 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 um, bonus, bonus. Anyway, uh, mine is a co-pick, but the first game that I, the first game in my real game that I really want to talk about is uh, Comic Jumper on Xbox Live Arcade. Um, I, many people might not know this, but I'm a huge XBLA junkie. Like, I am so into that platform. It's, it's a ridiculous. wonderful service. Um, so, you know, and one of my... Actually, my game of the year last year was a game from uh, Twisted Pixel called Splosion Man. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Heard which, about that. Uh, which I'm I, so pissed. I missed the sale on Black Friday. Yeah, it was, was, it, was it was a dollar. It's oh, yeah. yeah. I was so pissed because I'm just... I mean... I don't really have a lot of money right now, so it's like I want to play Explosion Man, but I don't really feel like spending that much money on it. It was like a dollar, I'll totally get it, and yeah. then I got back. And well, it's it's only five dollars now. It's still pretty cheap. Oh really? Yeah. It is just five bucks now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll get it. Yeah. God, I need I, an I, Xbox. Oh, it's so good, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, Explosion Man for me was one of the most. Look, all you do is literally you move with the analog stick and you press any of the face buttons to explode, and that is the entire <laughs> control scheme. And what they're but able- it's it's like brilliant in how it. I mean, I, I played the crap out of the demo of that game, and really just the way it like kind of maneuvers around the levels is, is mm-hmm. just really clever. It's, it's part of the reason why I like why I like Bit Trip Runner a lot is because it's a simple premise, yeah. and they do really creative things with it. It gets insanely difficult in the later levels, like, and I think uh, if if Johnny Metz was here and he was talking about it, he would tell you that the game gets way too repetitive and way too hard. But he's just a pussy, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I he did like beat the guy level or the the kid levels in a uh, in Super Meat Boy. Like that that shit's hard, man. Whatever. He just can't. He just can't put up with it. Um, <laughs> Explosion Man is awesome, and I and I highly recommend you play that. But the follow up by Twisted Pixel this year was a game called Comic Jumper, and it really feels like like Twisted Pixel is just making games for me because it it combines Contra, Infinite Lives, and comic books. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge comic book fan. I'm a huge nerd in that rega- in that regard. And so the game is basically this: you play as Captain Smiley. Uh, you're the star of a comic book, self-titled. That comic book has no sales; it gets canceled. So Captain Smiley has to guest star in other comic books to kind of raise his buzz level so that he can get his own title back. So the first thing he does, he goes into a, and also in each. Um, like level the the art style changes based on what kind of genre you're in. So the first the first level the first world I should say is in this comic book called uh, Nanak of the North, and it's sort of like a Conan the Barbarian uh, kind of game. <laughs> so you're you're like in a loincloth, and it's like a really realistic style, and you're like everyone looks like they're out of a Frazetta painting. Um, <laughs> but you're and you're firing like you're firing like coconut shells instead of your it's your usual your usual bullets and you use and you have to ride around and like there's like go karts that you're going through. It's just like it, it, it constantly switches between a two D a two D plane where it's a lot like Contra and you know and such and like a beat 'em up, sort of like Streets of Rage, and then it also will shift occasionally into three uh, D or I should say you know more of a third person kind of action game where you're sort of doing uh, target practice in that regard. It's sort of like uh, Sin and Punishment. 
Um, so there's yeah. a, there's a, there, it's it's very similar in that in that kind of respect, and it's it's very difficult and it can be very frustrating. But again, you have infinite lives, and the the respawn areas are pretty forgiving, so you don't really lose that much uh, ground when you when you die. So it's really not that bad. Um, it's a fifteen dollar game, which I get you know might be steep yeah. for some people, but uh, but it it I'd, I'd say it takes about six hours to beat. So I think that's pretty decent. That's, that's pretty a good, good value. Yeah. I think that's a pretty decent value. Uh, the second, this, the second world is is my favorite, and it's it's the Silver Age uh, influence world where it's you it's uh, Captain Smiley starring in uh, Origami Kid and like Captain Sushi. It's like a totally racist, like you know, Asian stereotype <laughs> comic, and like um, it's everything's like '60s inspired. So like the villain, the villainess of the level is like you know all like uh, women's lib and she talks about how the men keep her down but all of the guards are like hush up sweetie don't you need to make a pie it's awesome <laughs> it is so funny and so much you fun. just love objectifying women carl it, it is oh it's my favorite thing as anyone who knows me would know <laughs> um and in the, in the third level it's it's a manga inspired level and i hate manga and it was awesome to see them make fun of it uh, it's, yeah, because it, doesn't it scroll right to left? Yeah, it scrolls right to left instead of left to right, which is really, <laughs> which is really funny. And the uh, and Captain Smiley looks like Cloud, and he's got like a huge like Buster Sword. Um, <laughs> and you fight like demon fairy girls who like have like little like lolly faces. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Like I said, it's a little bit difficult, but if you can get around that bit, if you're if you're if you are a good player at Contra, you'll have no problem with this game. Um, and nice. it's, it's inventive, it's very funny, and um, it can get a little bit repetitive in that you're pretty much always you know, shooting or bashing in some respect, but for a six-hour game, I felt like it never got too tiresome, and uh, with the setting changing so, so often and in such radical ways, it still kept me really, 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 really interested, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, and then really, yeah. really quickly, I want to mention uh, Bejeweled 3, which I've only been playing for like a week, Um I think PopCap is one of the most talented developers in the world, like, period. I, I agree. I mean, they make Plants vs. Zombies, Peggle, Peggle, Zuma, Bejeweled. Yeah, and so the newest version of Bejeweled just came out. Uh, not, I mean, it's, I think it came out like about a month ago. It's only available right now on Mac and PC. It's, it's going to be coming out on iPhone and, uh, and Android you know, later on uh, next year. And it's the, it's, I mean, it's the best version of Bejeweled yet, you know, it's... It's more of matching, but they've added tons of new modes, special moves. Um, depending on how, on what kind of matching you set up, it can have different effects. Um, there's a new Zen mode where it like uses the microphone and video camera to like suit the level to like relax you. It's so cool and so inventive, and they're always looking for new ways to make the game fun. And they have not failed in any respect. Um, I I can't imagine a world where you wouldn't want to play Bejeweled. <laughs> so pick it up. Yeah, right there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, I will talk about my Nintendo game of the year that is, well, actually was going to be a Nintendo game, and now it might not. Yeah. Uh, Super Meat Boy for Xbox Live Arcade. So it's angry. also available on Steam, mm-hmm. um, except for the Steam version I hear is kind of buggy. But anyway, on XBLA, well. this game is amazing. If you like platformers, if you like, like Super Mario Brothers, stuff like that, mm-hmm. then you should get this game any way you can. I think it's on sale on Steam. It's on sale on XBLA right now. It's normally fifteen bucks. I think it's down to ten, and I think it might be like seven fifty on Steam right now. Well, I bought it on Steam for three seventy five, but yeah, yeah, um, it was cheaper on Steam. I'm kind of like waiting for ago. it to be Mac native before I put time into it because right now it doesn't run very well on my Windows laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll need but, a game controller. 
Yeah, you do. You see, I thought uh, I had read but... somewhere that you have to use the Xbox 360 controller on Windows right now for the Steam version. They don't oh. have other controller support. Oh, really? I don't sucks. know how true that is. I, I read that on their blog. It might have been an old post, or I might that, not have even read it properly. That can't be so. accurate. That's, that sounds really weird. That seems weird to me, too. That's why I, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Okay. Yeah. But, but, um, but look yeah, into Super it before Boy, you, you know, Super Meat Boy's like really really awesome um you control this this little boy who doesn't have any skin and he's just meat and you walk around these levels like uh, they start off kind of kind of simple in scope where you're just running and jumping around there's a run button and if you run and you jump then you know you go farther uh if you wall jump when you wall jump you get like uh more you you can get more air by wall jumping there's there's one there's one level in particular where it seems impossible at first, and you realize that you need to wall jump on this little tiny area to make the jump, and it's it's kind of crazy. But um, yeah, and you die a lot in this game. It's just, but it's it's like Bitrip Runner where it keeps on moving. Like uh, when you die, you just restart. Like like there's really like it's almost instantaneous, and you That's just keep awesome. on going until you beat the level, and the level is uh, reaching Bandage Girl. Who you're trying to save from Doctor Fetus? Um, <laughs> nice, that's really cool. And, and and when you beat the level too, then you have all the little Meat Boys that died trying to you know get to the end. They'll you'll see them all like repeat, and you'll follow the one that actually made it to the end. So that that's really fun. Um, there's I think six worlds plus downloadable ones that they're adding. Like uh, I think they have planned to add like uh, something like a hundred or so more levels by early next year. Jeez. Um. But uh, it, it seems on, like on a the game PC that version. Could, it's, it seems like a game that would be very easy to make like bonus packs for. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what they're doing. They're they're throwing together like twenty level packs. Mm. And the other thing that they're they're making uh, bonus packs with this too is that they have these these warp zones, that some of them are they, they all take you to kind of like retro retro style levels there's ones that are like styled off a of game boy ones that look like they're like styled off a of genesis and they they change the graphical style of the game and they're all single screen instead of the you know the other ones kind of like you know scroll as you go through the level but like the game boy ones are really cool because it just looks like you're fucking playing a game boy on on your tv seems like, like super seems game like boy, but you're playing me well boy. in a portable system like ds or or psp too yeah, no, it, it, I would totally buy it there. I would rebuy this game everywhere I could, except for computer, because I already have it on XBLA. <laughs> I'm not really going to be, like, playing that. But it's like I would buy it on a portable, basically. Mm. Um, now, how does it play with the analog stick? I have no problem with it. Really? You can use the D-pad, and it's the kind of thing, because it's not like you're going up and down, you're just going left to right. Okay. So... Like, I mean, you really only need to worry about going left to right, and I, I didn't have any issue with it. it I mean, it, you, I use the D... I would kind of switch between that and the D-pad, just like how um, the run button, I think you can have it, like, on the... I forget the placement of the X, Xbox controllers. But you can either hold a hold a face button down to run, or you can hold the trigger. Mm-hmm. I would usually hold the trigger, but because you kind of have, like, an iron claw on the game, because it gets really intense, sometimes you'll just switch the run button just to kind of give you a little break. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little disappointed that this game isn't showing up on WeWare or probably won't I guess we should say I'm hugely um, disappointed. Yeah. It's, well, it is it is 100 not showing up on WeWare. Oh, is I it think like they're still now? trying to oh, okay. do a, a retail release. All right, um, because I feel like it would probably play better on a you know proper D pad, oh, like on, a class, classic I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't really have any complaints with how this game plays on 360, but I would prefer to play it with the, the Wii Remote on side than the 360 controller. But mm. that's just me. Yeah. But 
um, there's also a bunch of a bonus characters too that all like uh, the different indie games like Gish or Tim from Raid. Uh, there's the kid from I Want to Be the Guy. Oh, that's that cool. uh, you unlock you unlock some of these by just collecting bandages, which are like hidden throughout the different levels, mm-hmm. or you get them by completing other warp zones that are modeled after the games that these characters come from. Right. Uh, so right. for anyone that's played I Want to Be the Guy, which is a notoriously absurdly difficult indie game, um, the the levels that you have to beat to unlock the kid which i think it's like the he's hidden in like it might be the last world i think it's either that or the second to last world they're they're absurd and i spent probably about two hours like maybe an hour and a half two hours with a friend of mine trying to beat those three levels and yeah yeah it was tough it was frustrating a little bit but it was like like two hours three levels three very short levels and it's just like because you know you basically it's like you don't really hit a brick wall as much in that game because mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, I can do this. Like, at least, or at least that's the feeling I had with it. There was never a time when I was like, oh, well, this is impossible. Like, I would just keep on trying. Right. And, you know, maybe I'd take a break and go to a different level because there's also, you know, so much content in this game. And that, you know, you have, uh, I think, like, something like maybe um, 100 light world levels and then you have dark world versions of each level which are absurdly hard. I haven't beaten the Dark World yet. I've beaten the uh, the, the main game and unlocked I, most of the bonus characters, but it's just, there's so much in this game. It's so much fun. It's it's so challenging, but it's so rewarding at the same time. Like, I definitely... I beat a level in this game, and I feel like I accomplished something. I'm so yeah. jealous. Super Meat it's, Boy it's is, really, is very, it's, it's very high on, on my games to play list. Like, can't wait to play. Yeah, like, if I, if, if I had to give a concrete game of the year... This would be it. Awesome! Wow. I, I and like it really like I, I I played the Flash version. There's a Flash version over on Newgrounds, but that doesn't even really like. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't gone back and played it since I played Super Meat Boy. But like Super Meat Boy is on a whole different level sure. than that Flash version. And I've been following this game since it was announced for WiiWare, that never came out on WiiWare. E- and like it's it's so it's the the wait was worth it. Because I know they've been they've been working on it for like two years, really, since it got announced, and it's so good. Nice, awesome. It just sucks that it's not coming out on WiiWare, and it might not come out on a Nintendo system at all. Yeah. So, fucking a man. Mm-hmm. Very sad. Yeah, so I know you read that uh, you read that story on Joystick Neil, the, the interview they had with uh, Team Meat. Do you yeah. how much of this blame for this do you put on Nintendo, and how much of the blame for this do you put on uh, on Team Meat? Um. I mean, I, I, I talked about this in the forums a lot, and it's the kind of thing where it's like, Nintendo is going to do what Nintendo is going to do. Like, they have that 40 megabyte limit, and there's supposedly some reason that it can't be it can't be changed at all. And I think what Nintendo did was they kind of, you know, I guess, were like, hey, Team Eat, come and make this game on, uh, on WiiWare. And just so everyone gets a story straight, there was never anything where, like, Nintendo requested that they bring Meat Boy to WiiWare. It was more like Nintendo wanted them to bring another game to WiiWare, and that ended up not happening, but they decided to bring Super Meat Boy and work on that for WiiWare. Yeah. Um, so there, there was no, like, Nintendo, you know, set them up and help them make this game. Like, that did not happen. Uh, you know, Team Meat, I, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I assume they, they got paid in some way with XBLA, but I think for the most part it was self-funded. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, but... And with, with Team Meat, you know, I know that it's it's only two guys working on this game, and I know that they worked, like, day and night for, you know, fucking two years to make this game. Look, th- right. So I don't I don't even really feel like you can fault them as much because they, they said as much as that they basically, 
they got lost in making a game and they made it way bigger than they initially thought it was. Which I think some people have said that it's like, oh, it's their fault for not planning right. You know what? These guys have been making, like, fucking Flash games. Like, yeah. they don't, like... I mean, it, it would be nice if everyone could be as efficient as uh, the guys who make the Bitrip games because they, they seem to... Like, every Bitrip game has come out, like, you know, there's been, like, three a year. Yeah, like, it's like clockwork. So, yeah, like, I mean, they're really good at, you know, following methodology and getting the game out there. And, you know, Super Meat Boy, it's like... The, like, the dude, like, made a game called, like, Cunt where <laughs> you control a penis shooting a vagina. Like... Right. These are kind of like, I guess, like artsy guys that really just made Flash games. Right. So you can't fault them for getting in over their heads on their, their big, you know, like console game. Sure. I mean, look, they, these, this is, I mean, Super, you know, Super Meat Boy is clearly a labor of love. They want it to be on as many consoles as possible. It's just not feasible right now. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. I don't play, I mean, I, I really, I don't think there's really anyone to blame in this. I guess you could say Nintendo for having the limit. Or you could say teammate for going in over their head with, a, or at least going bigger with the game. But yeah, I, I guess for the most part, I I think the limit is crap. I know there's some technical limitations, but I can't quite get past the part where they admitted in the interview that they knew there was a limitation and they overestimated their ability to convince to convince Nintendo that it wasn't going to be a problem, or that, that they yeah. could change their minds. Like to me. Like if they knew and that they if, if their business strategy was really I hope we can convince them to change their minds, that doesn't sit well with me. But at yeah. the at the end of the day, I mean I'm they're getting tons of love from from Xbox Live fans all over the world and and Steam fans all over the world. So I I think I, I think they more or less they made the right decision because I can promise you this game wouldn't be getting an iota of the uh, attention it deserves on WiiWare because no one not. follows WiiWare. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Well, I mean, you could even look at as far as like, I mean, you could say like, oh, if Nintendo backed them, you know what Nintendo also backed? Cave Story. Yo. And yeah. I mean, I don't think Cave Story did terrible. I don't think it did that good either. And you know what's doing really good? Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Microsoft got behind it. Microsoft put it in that like uh, that game feast or whatever the hell they had in the fall. Microsoft I, I, keeps on bringing it. It has it on the forefront. Like I think there's something to be said for the fact that Summer Xbox of games. 360, Xbox 360 owners are more likely to buy downloadable games than we than we owners are. Well, of course, oh, they definitely. Are Microsoft. Puts it's them easier out to there. access. Like, it's it's yeah. Not only is it easier to access, but like they actively promote them. Some Summer of Arcade is something that I look forward to every year because the games are almost always quality. Yeah, yeah, and I mean they 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 have the numbers to, to to back it up, and that like those those games sell really well, and that's why they had they had Game Feast in the fall, which had Super Meat Boy and Comic Jumper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Comic Jumper was in that. Yeah, and they're gonna have they had the thing last March. I forget what it was called, but it had like uh, Perfect Dark XBLA, and I think that Toy Soldiers game, and those games sell well because they're associated with this event. And I, I really wish Nintendo would do something like that. Like, oh, I know yeah. they kind of did it. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo of Europe did it where they have like the import festivals with Virtual Console. But I don't really think that does the trick as well as uh, what Microsoft's doing on XBLA. I mean, look, there was yeah. a, a two-month period where we got Bionic Commando, Geometry Wars, Braid, uh, and like however many other games on Summer of Arcade and XBLA. Yeah. We would never S- see something like that on WiiWare. What's that? No, I think Explosion Man, Explosion Man was the year after, right? So, yeah, yeah, Explosion Man was the next year where we where we got Marvel vs. Capcom, Trials HD, uh, Shadow, Shadow Complex. Complex. And, I mean, come on. You'd never see something like that on WiiWare. Geometry yeah. Wars 2 is one of my most played games of this generation, hands down. Yeah. like wow. I so many have it. I put so many hours into that game, and there's no reason that couldn't be on Wii. There's no reason at all it couldn't be on well, Wii. Well, Galaxies. Just, well, I mean, Geometry yeah. Wars Galaxies is a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the so high that's score. That's what I ended up doing because I found I found Geometry Wars Galaxies for five dollars and played that a lot instead yeah. of getting Geometry Wars too. Yeah, it's, it's the game. high score battles and high, I and probably I probably made really the, the mistake made a mistake because I hear Geometry Wars two is amazing, but it it's also great. the kind of thing where it's like. I don't feel expended. Well, the, the thing about Geometry Wars Two and me is like I loved it, but then it's like all I see is Mike Sklens and Johnny Metz like beating my score day in and day out, and it's just depressing. yeah. Yeah, that's that's also I'm intimidated by that too because I know I'm not going to be as good at it, and I'm just going to get pissed off and not play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's <laughs> why I don't play Pac-Man Championship Edition because it's just it's depressing. I spent yeah. a lot of time trying to beat Johnny Metz's uh, pacifism score. I spent, I tried, and I oh, tried, and I tried. Just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's 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 a, it's... It's a sore subject. <laughs> So, so how about we move on to uh, Zach's Nintendo game or games? Mm-hmm. What? What? Huh? Sorry, huh? I had to wake up there for a second. Uh, my Boots. my Nintendo game of the year is Darksiders. Bum bum bum. bum, bum I just bum. got this. Uh, yeah. about a week ago. I heard it's I, like Twilight uh, Princess, but good. It's uh, it's the Zelda game we didn't get. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard I put two hours into it and didn't like it, and then you, just you gotta the game you, you gotta play through to the first dungeon, man. You got to. I did uh, get to the first dungeon. I'm finding the I'm game. finding the aesthetic to be really irritating. Like it oh, just has that really art style. It has that really really generic kind of like it. It feels like the kinds of things that Brutal Legend was trying to make fun of. Like I'm 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 sorry. Oh, I don't Joe know man. about that. Just, I I, like I actually didn't like Brutal Legend's aesthetic because it felt a little stretch too thin um like you can it's only... funny because i really like that was my favorite thing about brutal legend yeah. or i really liked brutal legend until it became a strategy game and i was like what the fuck yeah that's exactly when, when i stopped I playing too uh i love i love the look of this game it's it's very uh i i think it's pretty it's got really good character design like uh the main guy war and then his buddy samuel samuel looks uh-huh. like tim curry in legend which automatically <laughs> makes I'm not it really cool. even. I'm not even really referring to like the specific character design or anything. I'm just kind of referring to the overall, the overall aesthetic. Just kind of feels a little too, ooh, I don't know, trying to appeal to a 14 year old dude. Huh. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Gears of War. It's Gears of War meets Zelda. That kind of art style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can that's see definitely, that. I, that's a great comparison. Yeah, but that I don't know. I I. Uh, well, the, 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 you know, Nate, Nate said won. the other day, Nate told me there's not a single original idea in the game, and that is absolutely true. But I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really think that's a terrible no, thing. No, I don't, I mean, I I don't care because really everything it. works really well. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, I mean, I, 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 there are I wasn't no really digging the Zelda combat that anymore. much. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I wasn't really digging the, the combat that much, but I did. I, I played the demo of one of the dungeons. I mean, that's kind of what made me interested in the game. And I really like the de- I really like the puzzles in the dungeon, but I just yeah. didn't like the combat. The, the and when late, I was playing the game, the I late just, game puzzles I are I great because it. you get a portal gun. Yeah, oh, that's cool. and I mean, yeah, it definitely seemed like they were really cool ideas. I kind of, I guess, I would like to see the combat a little more refined. Uh, I mean, they're making a sequel, so they are. Yeah. Um, well, the combat, you know, you upgrade your wep- you upgrade your weapon, but you also get two additional weapons. That, oh, okay, uh, cool. You get a bit giant scythe, and then you get this big-ass gauntlet that you punch things in the face with. <laughs> so, no, it... But, like, see, like, the uh, the God of War that I didn't bother me too much, and it kind of feels like the same thing, so maybe I just need to give it more time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I really liked it, and I beat it, but now I'm still playing it because I want to get all the collectibles. Like, I just found cool. all the pieces of uh, this abyssal armor. You collect ten pieces, and you get this fucking kick-ass armor, and now my dude is all blue and and 
and flaming and now he now he looks he looks like something you'd spend a lot of time trying to gear up in World of Warcraft for. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? Maybe 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 I'll try to goose like this sometime in the future and give it a second shot because definitely hearing hearing you talk about it, Zach, does make me feel like maybe I, I short shortchange this game. And there's a spider boss that the spider boss is so awesome looking. Is it Queen Goma? Uh oh <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Uh, she can teleport. <laughs> she can teleport, but yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And um, the only thing I don't like about the game is that each enemy only has, like, one line of dialogue. So <laughs> you'll come across a group of, like, these archangels who are who are trying to kill you, oh, and they're like, he, he comes! And then the, another guy in that group sees you, and he's like, he comes! Yeah, we get it, guys. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But at least it has voice acting, <laughs> Zelda. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that. Well, I don't want Zelda to get voice acting. I'd Actually, the, the storyline kinda... in Darksiders is kind of cool, and the ending really leaves it open to a lot of, uh, a lot of better story, too. Here's the thing. I want Zelda to have voice acting if they're so committed to giving the characters so much goddamn text. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, don't that's want... the thing. It's like, I kind of like, I mean, me with Zelda, I mean, not to get on a complete other tangent, but we are. Um, as far as with the voice acting thing is that like my memories with Zelda lie with Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time and as long as they're going to keep on with that I guess I don't want to say archaic style but the classic Zelda style if they ever move past it which I don't really think they will like I don't really want to see it change drastically with the voice acting because when I think Zelda I think of you know the way that the story flowed in Ocarina of Time the way it was in Link to the Past and, I will. I mean, if you know, they want to make the, something new and different, but they need to go full force with it. Exactly. Here's, yeah. You know, what we saw when Nintendo goes full force with voice acting, and it was fucking other M. So maybe we don't. That need went voice poorly. Acting, so. Yeah. That was Sakamoto's. Yeah. Sakamoto's blunder, though. He. He I, had. I, I, he I had too much free rope there. On yeah. on that note, I will say that I, I will want Zelda voice acting when anyone anyone in a Zelda game has something interesting to say because well, that. that hasn't happened yet. Maybe the problem yeah. isn't so much that there isn't voice acting, but that the text is terrible. Yeah, the writing. The writing let's, is let's, awful, let's, yeah. let's be honest. The Zelda has terrible writing. Yep. Can one of you lines. answer? Can one of you answer a question that I've never asked anybody, but I've, I've always wondered? Why is it every proper noun in a Zelda game is a different color than the rest of the text. They do that in Darksiders, uh, to too. Highlight it. They, they do I saw that, that in a yeah. Lot I, saw, of different games. I saw that in Darksiders, and that cracked me up. because It's, it's, for, like a, uh, it's for kids to kind of just give them, like... A it gives you hints for puzzles. It's like it in Mario... I think it's Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, where, like, whenever they mention Bowser, there's a little, like, Bowser icon that shows up next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's I, just uh, really bizarre. It's, yeah. I, I thought it was a translation thing for a long time, but... No, it just no, it I just think it just gives you on. gives you hints on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you should go to the west door and west is blue or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm just curious. Oh, go ahead. I was just curious. I've always wondered I've always wondered that, but I've never thought to ask anybody who may have an opinion on it. Uh speaking mm-hmm. of Zelda, I'm going to admit something right now. I don't think this is my prediction for twenty eleven. I don't think Skyward Sword is gonna be mind-blowing i don't either i think it's going to be okay more of the same yeah i think, I think, I think yeah I'm, i think it's going to be just I, another I, zelda i think i will enjoy it more than twilight princess God, how could I you not 
Yeah. For all, no, 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 no. The funny thing is, at the time, I really liked Twilight Princess, and now I looking loved back it. on it, I was just like, Neil, you were wrong. That wasn't that good of a game. <laughs> Neil, you are wrong right now. I really enjoy Twilight Princess, and I can't wait to replay it. I am enjoying Wind Yo, Waker, man, although I haven't try, played it in a while. Try but... going through that fucking long-ass introduction scene again try going without through wanting the, to stab yourself in the Try going through the woods before. where you get the Master Sword. That shit is Dude. tedious. It's not, like Win- it's not like the beloved Wind Waker doesn't have a really protracted tutorial as well. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah but it takes it's, forever. Not, but it's more it's organic. nowhere near as bad yeah, as the intro of Twilight Princess. Cute as fuck, which makes it easy <laughs> to manage. Like, it's kind of funny because when I first played Wind Waker, I wasn't that into it. Like, how, like, it seemed like they were short a dungeon and the Triforce Hunt kind of bothered me. And when I first played Twilight Princess, like, I love that game. I played the shit out of that game. And now looking back, like, like re- trying to replay both of them, like, I can replay Wind Waker. Yeah, like I don't like going for the through the Forsaken Fortress, but I I love that game, and Twilight Princess. Like, there's definitely parts of it. Like, if I replay the if I could just replay the dungeons, I would have a great time. But it's like a lot of the overworld stuff just seems like there was so much promise, but it didn't come through. Like how you have those potentially really awesome like horseback battles. It's like it happens yeah. twice in the entire game. Yeah, yeah. and one Twilight time it's Princess. annoying because you're because you're guarding that stupid cart. Yeah. No, Twilight Princess is Nintendo hate fucking Zelda fans. It's just, yeah. oh, this is what you want here. Fine. Here's your fucking or- Ocarina of Time sequel. Yeah. God damn it. Get the fuck out of here. I, d- like, I definitely, I, remake, I really hope remake, that Skyward Carl, Sword remake. brings... Yeah, well, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Jesus. <laughs> I want to see Skyward Sword do something a little bit different, but I know, I know it's not going to be completely... Skyward, like, you know, Sword will be, Skyward Sword will be Ocarina of Time with, mo- with real motion control. Maybe I don't know. I, I'm looking. I, I really hope like, it's, as it's far as I'm concerned. If Skyward Sword's control mechanisms aren't that great, that's the last straw for me being convinced yeah. that motion control works in video games. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoy. I think yeah, I'm the only I'm the only one that's played Skyward Sword so far, and I like the motion, like motion plus and everything of what they showed in that demo work really well. Yeah, that's like, good. That's the thing. Is like uh, I really that that demo was a ton of. Fun. But let me I mean, ask I'm, you: Was it any more immersive, or was it just kind of bothersome yeah. to have to pull back on the stupid nunchuck to fire your bow? Could, no, could, I I thought it worked all, all really well, and the way that they had the motions in Skyward Sword was kind of more organic. Like the way you would even like throw bombs, like you could roll it like a ball. You basically do the bowling motion. Right. No, in, like, I, you know, I know. Because we sports roll a bomb or, is, like, is the testing ground for Zelda. Yeah, but like that all works really well, and it doesn't really feel that obtrusive. I just, I just feel like that... I, I'm always worried because every time you hear Nintendo say anything about Skyward Sword, they're like, "Well, we're getting there. It's just that yeah. we haven't really figured out the art, or the plot, or the writing." Well, the funny thing is that E3, <laughs> at E3 at the developer roundtable, Miyamoto said something along the lines of like, "We've pretty much like got everything. Like I, we're working on the final dungeon or something." And, like, we're just working on getting the art style set because that was, like, the last thing that we did. We, we did things a little bit different this time. But yeah. doesn't that and bother you that they didn't have a core concept right no. away? No, no, no. But, but Zach, here, here's, here's the thing. That was back June, E3. Okay, that's true. About, about yeah, two, two years, years ago, ago or two a week ago. ago, there was a... Two weeks ago, there was, like, an interview where Miyamoto said they were halfway done the game. Oh, what the fuck? So, I mean, obviously it's not coming out in Q1 or else we know about it. Maybe, like, I don't think it's coming out until Q4. Okay. We're kind of getting into predictions here. Okay, when you say something like, when he says something like that, it makes me think that they've had to restart this shit a lot. Like, they've had to wipe clean the slate. 
Yeah, like, no, I mean, how many, look, Miyamoto went and done fucked up that tea table, man. Well, yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> we, we know that that this Zelda's been in development for, what, like, four years? Like, they, yeah, they talked about... Twilight Princess came out, yeah. Yeah, like, pretty much right afterwards, they talk, they started talking about how, oh, the next one's already in development, and it should have been out in a couple years, cut two, four years later. I mean, look, they've been getting there for about seven years now. Like, yeah. you know, it, I just, it, it's, I, if, it's been a long time. If it time. comes out and it's the same kind of um, progression, same kind of, you know, boss battle, same kind of storyline, I'm going to be massively disappointed. Like, if you throw real yeah. motion control in there, that's not nearly enough. No. I mean, I mean we've been playing the same Zelda game since Link to the Past, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see I mean, like, take... you know, stuff like Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker iterated on that really well, I thought, by introducing new things, you know. The, sure. The, I mean, Ocarina of Time, it, okay, it's just like a 3D remake of Link to the Past, almost. But it's really but engaging. Like, Ocarina of Time is, is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't think Does anybody else, am, am I the only one who wants to see another take on what Zelda 2 was trying to accomplish? On no, maybe? I don't want anything to do with anything remotely <laughs> close to Zelda 2. I would kind of like to see I'd like to see a would be something new. Although you know what, Andy, Andy, if you made a two D Zelda game, they'd call it Metroid. Yeah, I suppose. No, but like, okay, so Zelda Two has a lot of problems. Everyone's everyone is more than willing to acknowledge that, and I would agree, even though I really enjoy the game. But a but you take away some of those problems, there are some cool ideas there. A two D side scrolling Zelda with with RPG mechanics, it's set in a a familiar environment, the the the, the Zelda universe. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to mine there. Like, why not take a stab at at, at improving the the formula that Zelda 2 could have established if it had been a better game. So what you're saying is... Like a Castlevania game now. Legend of Zelda Returns by Retro Studios coming in 2015. (laughs) Zelda 2 Returns. Specifically Zelda 2 Returns. It has to have a critical motion mapped to an imprecise control. Adventures (laughs) of Link Return. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Adventures of Link Rebirth. How about we just do Wanda Gamble Returns? I guess yeah. <laughs> here's here, here's what I'm saying. Like, I love Nintendo games, but more than that, I think I love the the, the characters. Like, I'm attached to the characters, yeah. into the environments, into the universe. Sure. I wouldn't mind, honestly. I wouldn't mind seeing those familiar elements in a new, an, a, a new kind of game. Like, yeah. you know, we 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 got, we got Metroid Prime, and Metroid Prime took a familiar game that we all knew and love and took it into a new genre. Right. And yeah. that was kind of cool. And I wouldn't mind seeing more things like that. You know, Donkey Kong Country did the same thing. It took Donkey Kong and put it into a platforming side scroller. Right. That was cool. Well, I think the I issue... want to see that more, that, that kind of thing more often. I think the issue here is that the action adventure genre has just been stale for however many years now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say since Resident Evil Four, what's really changed? God of War was You're right. kind of different, right? Sort yeah. Of. I mean, but, but you could say that that was really just riffing on Devil May Cry. It was a yeah, a more simplified yeah. Devil May Cry, yeah. And Gauntlet. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I think I think the the bigger problem is that Zelda, which is I mean, I don't know. You, I guess you could say it's sort of the the poster child for the genre, really. I mean, it's done, it's done a lot of innovating in that in that uh, arena. I mean, where does that genre go? I think that's the problem with Zelda. Like, where do you go from here? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what the they other, need to do is know, kind of reboot the thing. They need to add like totally new items and weapons they'd have to have a new storyline you know yeah, I, I i've said in the, i've said in the forums before i think it would be really cool if you played in i don't want to say a riding riding role but somebody somebody who's on a separate quest but from the distance can see link doing his thing 
And uh, so you're not in control of Link, but you watch his progress bit by bit over the game. And then towards the end of the game, once you realize the scope of this, your two paths meet. And well, the only problem with something like that is that Link doesn't mean anything. Link's yeah, not the same Link, person from game to game. Link that's is an true, avatar but, yeah. for the player. I mean, you like, could, he's not really a character. That's true, Link is, you could, you Link could is the casual it in, You could set it in a established Zelda universe, like Link to the, Link to the Past. I guess. Um, yeah, I, mean, I suppose or, if you're willing to revisit a, a specific... A specific title, then, then that might that might work. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, always like, kind of wanted to see like a, an origin game for Ganon. I mean, I, I've always thought. Like, oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh god, that would be awesome. You know, like that it, would be really. He's cool. always been sort yeah. of, especially in later games, he's kind of shown to be kind of a sympathetic character in certain respects. So I think there's a lot to mine there. Um, especially you know, definitely. When, yeah. I mean, my thing that like I, I just remember as a kid is just being kind of enthralled in the mythology. Oh of yeah, Ocarina totally. Time. Yeah. I mean. And I just feel like that was lost somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, I mean, look, definitely. there, there is, there and like when, I mean, Wind Waker was kind of the pinnacle of that. Oh sure, I mean, look, that, the, that was the, wonderful. The point in Wind Waker when you go underwater and you find Hyrule. Oh, that's so there great. are there are not many moments like that in video games anymore. No, no. there's yeah. been no moment like that before or since in any Zelda game. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. I mean that yeah. it, it is a beautiful moment, and there's like no action in it. Just walking across frozen statues in Castle Hyrule or in Hyrule Castle, and going underground and seeing the story of Ocarina of Time as played out through like uh, stained glass the, is the pic- awesome. Stained glass pictures. The only yeah. the only moment in a Zelda game yeah. I can think of that approaches that and maybe even rivals it is the closing few hours of the 72 hours in Majora's Mask. They're like right before the world ends, you see yeah. Clock Town packing up, calling it a day. They they're going to die, and they know it. And you see it in the dialogue, mm-hmm. and even in the body language to some extent. Like the way that world changes, and then right before the apocalypse, mm-hmm. like there's an apocalypse in a Zelda game. Sure. Where's that? I want to see that again. Well, no, that I mean, was yeah. amazing. Look at something I like Link's Awakening. You know, look at something like Link's Awakening, which is like the downfall of a reality. Oh, such a great game. Yeah. Yeah. That might be uh, my yeah. favorite Zelda, now that you bring it's, that up. It's my second favorite Zelda of all time. I, it's I been so it. long since I played that game. Oh, I, I, get, I, dude, get I will DX. totally buy the shit out of that yeah. on Virtual Handheld. Dude, get, get it's, DX. it's really it's pretty amazing, amazing when you approach yeah. the egg and you, you send out the instruments, because you don't really know what's going to happen the first time you play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, Link's Awakening is, is is a very, very special game, and I think it never... I mean, it gets its due from some people, but I think it's a, it's really overlooked as just being, oh, it's the Game I Boy I think that Zelda. will be one of the best-selling games on virtual handheld. Is it? Are you no, thinking yeah. it will be? I mean, no, yeah. no, no, that, that's one of the two that was confirmed. Actually, I think Link's Awakening DX and Super Mario Land were the two that were confirmed at the event. I mean, that makes uh, sense. In Japan, back in September. Is it DX, yeah. or is it the original version? Do you know? I think it's DX. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, DX is awesome. It's 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 a very very that's, very special I, game. That's the one I've got. I mean, I had them both, but I bought DX because of the color dungeon. Right. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot better. It's it's a it's it takes. It, I mean, Link's Awakening on its own is a really really good game, but DX just make, just pushes it over to the next level. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I've played the Oracle of Ages and Seasons games, and they're okay. They're, they're I couldn't of, finish them. Yeah, they're all right. It's, like they're not that good. Like I mean, I, by I the actually, time I I did you guys ever play Minish Cap? I did play Minish yeah. Cap. Yeah, yeah, Minish I, Cap I really was okay. It. 
I really it like that. I'm borrowing it from a friend of mine. I haven't gotten to play it yet, but I've been meaning to. It's, it's I've actually it's, really yeah. pretty much burned out on the overhead 2D Zelda games. I uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, Carl. I sat down about a year and a half ago to play through all the Zeldas in, in chronological order, mm -hmm. and uh, I burned through like the first four pretty quick because mm -hmm. you know. Um, but then, like right around Oracle of Seasons, they, it just they sort get of, slow. It just stalled, and I never made it through those two games. I made it through Seasons after pushing, pushing, and pushing. Um, I never made it through Oracle of Ages. I, I barely even tried. I played like for 25 minutes, and I was just so incredibly uninterested in it. I, I would never play Minish Cap again. I, I don't ever want to play an, another 2D Zelda game, like an, another new one. In fact, I've never played the ones on DS. I played like the first four hours maybe of uh, Phantom Hourglass, but. Mm. I've, I just I that just don't care shitty. anymore. I just don't care anymore. And <laughs> then I and then tracks. I went to back to Majora's Mask and loved it. Absolutely loved it. So well, what I love about Majora's Mask is that it completely turns the Zelda formula on its head with this whole with the whole day pattern thing. And I think that's something that they yeah. need to do again with Zelda. I mean, I guess you could say that they try with Twilight Princess, bringing the whole like you know. Uh, Twilight Dimension and the whole wolf mechanic. And, I that mean, look, was, it was wasted opportunity. It was. I mean, look, I, I appreciate that they gave it a shot, and I think it did bring a little bit of something new to the franchise, but it basically felt like, well, we threw in this part of this game. We really liked Okami. We really want to do. We really want to see stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It, it, it didn't really strike true for me, and I think with Zelda, no. what they need to do is they just need to tear it down. Like, tear it down and build yeah. it back up. Right. So, yep. we'll see. I think that's it. All right. There you go. I, th I, th I think we just newscasted.